0: good morning good morning and welcome to worship today special welcome to those who are joining us online or by phone we are very glad that you are with us as well uh, we have a lot of announcements for the next uh, couple of weeks uh, first of all today uh, after church we have our special meeting of the congregation. If you remember at our annual meeting in January, we decided that we had a couple of topics that would be easier to discuss um, in person, and so this is the follow-up to that meeting. And uh, we sent out a few um, materials by email, but there are paper copies, um, both about the landscaping and about the parking proposal um, in the back, in the narthex, if anyone didn't have a chance to review that. Um, You can either uh, flag down one of the ushers or go back and find one of those. Um, But so please stick around after church for that meeting and that that important discussion. Following that meeting, uh, the family of Larry Nelson is uh, providing lunch for Trinity. And so we hope you'll join us downstairs for that as we remember our friend Larry. (coughs) Coming up next week is Palm Sunday. And we're going to get together and eat again. We're going to have our Palm Sunday breakfast brunch. And there's a sign-up sheet in the back if you'd like to bring something, just so that we have a sense of of what kind of food we'll have available. Um, You can talk to Jen Dyer if you have questions about the Palm Sunday brunch. We'll also be welcoming our friends from Madison Church, the the church that is worshiping in our parish hall on Sundays. So they'll be canceling their service and joining us next Sunday, so there'll be a chance to get to know them a little bit better as well. Uh, please take note of the Holy Week schedule in your bulletin. Uh, we have our, our Palm Sunday, uh, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then after several years, uh, I'm not sure when the last one was, we're going to uh, try having uh, an Easter vigil on Saturday night. Um Part of it is because that's one of my favorite services, and uh, so it's, you're partially humoring me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, also, we kind of got into a habit last fall of having campfires out in our pa- parking lot, and the beginning of the Easter Vigil is lighting a new fire, so that we'll be, kinda, we'll be starting outside with a campfire outside and moving inside, and even if it's a small group of us, uh, I think it'll be, a, it'll be a nice service. So if you haven't been to an Easter Vigil, or if you would like to come, I, I invite you make a special plug for that service this year. And then we have our Easter Sunday service on the 17th. And after you've put those in your calendar, you can take your uh, bulletin, and this turns into a nice invitation for uh, anyone in your life who might be looking for a church this Easter or this Holy Week. So take your bulletin with you today and uh, help in, help us extend the invitation to our Holy Week services. Word of mouth is probably the best way to make an invitation. Uh, last of all, um, on Easter Sunday, we put out Easter lilies. And it's been a few years since we've done that. But, uh, but Shirley and Dina have uh, figured out uh, an order for that. And so we are, we're looking for people who uh, uh, might be interested in sponsoring one of those Easter lilies in honor or in memory of someone. And there is a sign-up sheet in the back if you would like to uh, get an Easter lily for Easter Sunday. Are there any other announcements we should make today? Yes, the, uh, during Lent we've been doing these um, prayers of intercessions uh, piece of paper backed by the font. Um, the prayers of intercession are meant to be locally prepared and reflect the people who are gathered. And so this is for a chance, a chance for you to write down a prayer request and put that in the basket. And uh, Kaya and I were talking before the service, and we thought, perhaps during the prelude, if if you uh, think of a prayer request that you'd like to write down, just find your way back to the font and write that down on a slip of paper and place it in the basket. So uh, we invite you to participate in our prayers of intercession. Are there any other announcements we should make today? If not, we'll begin with our prelude music. Please stand and face the baptismal font. In the name of God, who makes a way in the wilderness, walks with us, and guides us in our pilgrimage. Amen. Holy One, We confess that we have wandered far from you. We have not trusted your promises. We have have ignored your prophets in our own day. We have squandered our inheritance of grace. We have failed to recognize you in our midst. Have mercy on us. Forgive us and turn us again to
1: you.
2: Teach
0: us to follow in your ways, Assure us again of your love, and help us to love our neighbor. Amen. Beloved in Christ, the word draws near to you, and all who call out to God shall be saved. In Jesus, God comes to you again and again and gathers you under the wings of love. In Jesus' name, your sins are forgiven. God journeys with you and teaches you how to live in love. Amen. us pray Creator God you prepare a new way in the wilderness and your grace waters our desert open our hearts to be transformed by the new thing you are doing that our lives may proclaim the extravagance of your love given to all through your son Jesus Christ our savior and lord who lives and reigns with you and the holy spirit one god now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
1: Our first reading is from the book of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, or consider the things of old, I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself So that they might declare my praise. Word of God, Word of Life.
3: Thanks be to God. Those who sowed with tears will with songs of joy. Those who sowed with tears will reap with songs of joy. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then were we like those who dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with shout of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad in Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses of
1: Our second reading comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, the third chapter. Paul writes, If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day a member of the people of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gain I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I might may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ in the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death if somehow I may attain the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already attained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead i press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of god in christ jesus word of god word of life
0: Gospel according to John, the 12th chapter. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard anointed jesus feet and wiped them with her hair the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume but judas iscariot one of his disciples the one who was about to betray him said why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. And grace and peace be with you, friends, from Jesus, the Anointed One. Amen. We are singing a new song today. As far as I know, this will be the first time we're singing it here at Trinity, although I could be wrong. It's called Holy Woman, Graceful Giver. It's from the new Purple Hymnal, which came out not too long ago, called All Creation Sings, and it was written by Susan Palo Sherwin. It seems special to me that we're singing a hymn by her this day as well, because she passed away at the end of December this winter. This hymn is just part of her ongoing witness to us through her hymns and poetry and liturgical texts. Sherwin originally wrote Holy Wom- Woman Graceful Giver in honor of the 25th ordination of women. The original text was based on Mark's version of this story in Mark 14. It had some slight differences from today's reading. But some years later, she tweaked the text to be more specific to John chapter 12, our gospel reading for today. And when we sing it in a little bit, I want to point out especially the fourth verse. Though disdained or though contested, acts of love are never wasted. Beauty is a face of God. Graceful Mary, by your giving, you have shown a way of living. Acts of beauty, love and good. Acts of beauty, love and good. Love is never wasted, the poet tells us. That seems to be the issue at the heart of today's Gospel lesson. Mary ministered to Jesus on this evening with an extravagant act of love. An extravagant act that was so over the top that it seemed like a waste, and people said so. At At least to some, this was a wasteful act. This story sits in an interesting place in John's narrative in this Gospel as it tells the story of christ's life in john chapter 11 so just the chapter before this jesus raises his friend lazarus from the dead you'll remember the story lazarus died while jesus was away jesus shows up and mary and martha his good friends say lord if you had been here my brother would not have died but jesus calls lazarus the dead man out of the grave And Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. It might strike us as odd, but it's this moment, it's this raising of Lazarus from the dead that was so offensive or so threatening to the leaders of the day that they were ready to kill Jesus. The plot to kill him kicks into high gear right after the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. You might think that would be a moment of celebration or wonder but it's a moment of being threatened by the lead, for the leaders. There's even a plot to kill Lazarus too, because many people are starting to desert the existing authority in favor of Jesus after this. They saw his growing movement as a threat to their peace and order and position, and this sign of Lazarus being raised from the dead was no good for them. So it's after this that they really start to plot to kill Jesus. Today's story in John chapter 12 takes place right after the raising of Lazarus and with the same people. Jesus is again with his friends, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. It's, I think it's a gift to us to have this scene of Jesus among friends. So often in the Holy, story, Holy Week story, we focus on the sin and betrayal, the abandonment of Christ. But Jesus also knew what it was to be in a community of love to be gathered around a dinner with friends who cared for him. Maybe you've been in a room like that with friends or with family. Perhaps you've even experienced a community of friends like that at church. Life and death dance together in this scene. Lazarus, the formerly dead man, is at the table eating with Jesus. Martha, the sister, in her way, uh, as she was known to do, was serving. And Mary, also fitting her reputation, is worshipping, is loving. Mary takes a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard – I learned this week that nard is related to citronella, so it's a very strong-smelling perfume – and anoints Jesus' feet and wipes them with her hair, and the smell fills the whole room. Jewish burial custom involved anointing the body with perfumed oil a tender beautiful and embodied act of love for one who has died i think of the moment in our own funeral customs where the family will go to the casket one last time before
2: the the lid is shut important for us
0: to know that the denarius was a day's work for a day laborer. labor. So we're talking about a perfume that was worth about a year's work. It's like taking your yearly salary and turning it over for a pound of perfume that you use in one evening. This waste is what Judas takes issue with. Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? This wealth could have done something, in other words, but it was all just wasted. Just a little aside here to say that that last verse about Jesus saying, you will always have the poor with you, I think we sometimes hear that in the context of, well, uh, you really can't solve poverty or you shouldn't even try because you'll always have the poor with you. But when you actually look at the verse that Jesus is referencing, because he's quoting scripture here, he's quoting from Deuteronomy 15, which is commanding the people to give to the poor. And so I hear Jesus in this, this sense saying, you're always going to have an opportunity to show extravagant love to the poor. Uh, stop using it as an excuse. You know, if you want to show extravagant love to Jesus today, you can show extravagant love to the poor. So he's not saying not to give to the poor. Uh, he's, he's, saying that, uh, uh, he's saying that recognize the moment and that you always have the opportunity. Uh, don't use it as an excuse. You always have the opportunity. To give to the poor. But What strikes me today is that so much of what we do out of love is wasteful, at least from a certain perspective. The things we do for love are not efficient or reasoned or cost-effective. Just think about the time, energy, money, other resources that we pour into those that we love. The days we spend dressing and tending a loved one, recovering from illness. The hours we spend watching TV or playing a game with someone we love, even if we might not be interested. The inconvenient lengths we'll travel, the late nights we'll spend worrying or holding someone's hand. This is all just a royal waste from a certain perspective, from the world's perspective. Shouldn't we be producing something? But even the most hard-nosed capitalist will find themselves doing crazy things for a baby in need, or for an aging parent in need of support. I thought of the novelist Nick Hornby, who has written on a few occasions about the many, many hours he's spent sitting outside of bathrooms waiting for his child, who has special needs, in order to help, them, help him. You could try to tell him that this is all a waste of his time, or his talent, or his other needs. But he wouldn't have it any other way. It's just what you do when you love someone. I imagine some might see what we do this morning in worship, and even in our life together, in our service, as a waste. There was a book a few years ago by the theologian Marva Don that was called A Royal Waste of Time. The splendor of worshiping God and being church for the world. For so many, what we do here today could be seen as a waste of time. Couldn't you be at home sleeping? Couldn't you be out to brunch? Rather than here, hearing a story you may have heard before, or saying a prayer that you've heard before. But it's this kind of extravagant and wasteful, over-the-top worship that Mary, our ancestor in faith, invites us into today. As the hymn says, she teaches us a way of living, acts of beauty, love, and good. Because the promise for us today is that love is never wasted. That in God's economy, not the world's economy, but in God's economy, the one that truly counts, those things that appear to be a waste of time are often the only things that endure. That meal you made for a sick neighbor. The hour you spent in vigil as someone near death. The trip you made at the last second to see a relative. The energy you spend playing with a child. The phone call you took to listen to someone in need. The praise that you offer God this morning. Your love is never wasted. Mary's extravagant act of love prepared Jesus for the death before him. This love carries through into Holy Week. And isn't the biggest waste of all to give your own life? I wonder if anyone at the foot of the cross said, here was this man who could raise the dead and he gave up his life for nothing. What a waste. But we know, in faith and in the witness of Mary, that the love of Christ is what wins in the end, that love never is wasted. In Jesus' final victory, the wasteful and extravagant love, that way is vindicated, that love endures. One of my favorite authors is Kate Bowler. When she was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer at the age of 35, she had to come to terms with the possibility of not being able to see her young son grow up. At one point in her medical journey, she had encountered this article about near-death experiences and the power of love. She writes, Thousands of people were interviewed about their brushes with death in every kind of situation. Being in a car accident, giving birth, attempting suicide, etc. And many described the same odd thing. Love. I'm sure I would have ignored the article if it not reminded me, Bowler said, of something that happened to me, something that I felt uncomfortable telling anyone. It seemed too odd and too simplistic to say what I knew to be true, that when I was sure I was going to die, I didn't feel angry. I felt loved. At a time when I should have felt abandoned by God, I was not reduced to ashes. I felt like I was floating floating on the love and prayers of all who hummed around me like worker bees, bringing notes and flowers and warm socks and quilts embroidered with words of encouragement. They came in like priests and mirrored back to me the face of Jesus. Your acts of love are never wasted in the economy of God, my dear siblings. It's what matters. Jesus, in the midst of a near-death experience... In this story experiences a gift of love for Mary as he would face rejection and abandonment in the days to come as he would face torture and death I remember I wonder if he remembered his dear friend anointing his feet and gently wiping them with her with his with her hair I wonder if he thought of her as he washed his own disciples feet just a couple of nights later Love is never wasted, because when we love, we mirror the face of Jesus. When we love like Mary, the aroma of Christ fills the room. And so Mary goads us today and teaches us how to worship with wasteful abandon, to love as if it's the only thing that mattered. Amen.
4: drawn close to the heart of god we offer these prayers for the church the world and all who are in need
5: do a new thing for creation reverse the trajectory of climate change and environmental catastrophe revive habitats already impaired by human disregard Amplify the voices of climate scientists and research, researchers, working to chart a new course. Merciful God, do a new thing for those who suffer. Reveal a path for any who are unemployed or underemployed, for those experiencing homelessness and for all who struggle with money. Comfort those who grieve and restore those who are sick, especially Jacqueline, <clears throat> Randy, Letitia, Myron, Dania, Rick, Vicki, Lynn, Harley, Kirsten, and Bob. Hear now the prayers of our community for our loved ones.
0: We have a prayer that says, Keep my Uncle Dickie in your arms as his health fails.
5: Merciful God,
2: Receive our prayer.
5: Do a new thing in the church. Free us from the the paradigms that no longer serve the gospel and bring forward leaders who imagine fresh ways of doing ministry. Give us courage in the face of change. Hear now our prayers for Trinity and the mission of the church.
0: We have a prayer saying, Lord, thank you for the lovely sunlit morning after a dreary few days. And I would add, thank you for gathering us on this sunlit morning.
5: Merciful God.
0: Receive our prayer.
6: Do a new thing within us. Direct us into encounters that broaden our devalued special. Those who transgender deliver us, especially from the source of racism, merciful God, receive our prayer. Do a new thing in our world. Break barriers that prevent political enemies from working together for the well-being of all. Make a way for peace, especially in Ukraine. Here are our prayers for the neighbors near and far. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Do a new thing in our death. Fill us with the knowledge of Christ and the power of resurrection, as we give thanks for Marian Stewart, Larry Nelson, and all the saints who have attained the price of their heavenly call. Merciful God, hear our prayer. prayer.
0: Accept the prayers we bring, O God, on behalf of a world in need, for the sake of Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: The peace of the Lord be with you always. Sure, sign of peace with those around (laughs) you. We won't be passing an offering plate today, but there is an offering plate back by the baptismal font. Thank you. Please stand as you
1: are evil.
4: Let us pray. Extravagant God, you have blessed us with the fullness of creation. Now we gather at your feast, where you offer us the food that satisfies. Take and use what we offer here. Come among us and feed us with the body and blood of Christ, in whose name we pray.
2: Amen. The Lord be with you.
0: Lift up your heart. To the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father. Through Christ our Lord, you bid your people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast. Renew our zeal in faith and life and bring us to the fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. You are indeed holy, O God, the fountain of all holiness. You bring light from darkness, life from death, speech from silence. We worship you for our lives and for the world you give us. We thank you for a new world to come and for the love that will rule all in all. We praise you for the grace shown to Israel, your chosen, the people of your promise, the rescue from Egypt, the gift of the promised land, the memory of the fathers, the homecoming from exile, and the prophets' words that will not be in vain. In all this, we bless you for your only begotten Son, who fulfilled and will fulfill all your promises. We remember on the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. it's my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Therefore, gracious parents, with this bread and cup, we remember the life our Lord offered for us. And believing in the witness of his resurrection, we await his coming in power to share with us the great and promised feast. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Send now, we pray, your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of our Lord and of his resurrection. That we who receive the Lord's body and blood may live to praise of your glory and receive our inheritance with all your saints in light. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Join our prayers with those of your servants of every time and every place, and unite them with the ceaseless petitions of our great high priest until he comes as victorious Lord of all. Through him, with him, in him, In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, we pray as Jesus taught his friends to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. To day you'll come up the side aisle, where you will pick up a, a cup at these side tables and bring them with you to the railing. At the railing, your cup will be filled with wine, you'll receive bread, uh, and you will return down the center aisle, placing your empty cup in this bowl by the center aisle. If you desire grape juice or gluten-free, those are also at these two uh, side tables. And bring them forward to the railing with you when you come. I want everyone to know that you are welcome to commune with us today because this is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table. The invitation comes from Christ. Here is food and drink for the journey. Take and be filled. Please stand as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strength keep and unite us now and forever. Amen.
4: Let us pray. Blessed Jesus, in this rich meal of grace, you have fed us with your body, the bread of life, Now send us forth to bear your life-giving hope to a world in need.
0: About our meeting after church, so we hope uh, if you're able, you can stick around for that meeting. I'll be right here in the sanctuary, and then we also have the luncheon in memory of Larry Nelson downstairs after the meeting. So, another big day at Trinity's. We hope you can stick around. You are children of God, anointed with the oil of gladness and strengthened for the journey. Almighty God, motherly, majestic, and mighty, bless you this day. And always. Amen.
4: The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is to proclaim and celebrate the love of Jesus Christ, to live as God's servants in the world, and to be caring and uh, be a caring and healing community. Go in peace. Jesus meets you on the way.
2: Thanks be to God.